listening to Tennessee Roads, recorded in the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Roads. My name is Dusty, and I will be your guide as we hitchhike through all the towns and communities that make up the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Tennessee Roads Podcast. This will be our first episode in 2023. Well, I haven't quite gotten all the episodes out in the order that I wanted them to or the time that I've wanted them to, but I do believe that our time is coming. I believe that 2023 will be the year for Tennessee Roads Podcast. So without much more to say, I just vote that we jump straight in. We've got a very interesting topic to discuss today. Um, We are going to be discussing the now defunct Fun Mountain Theme Park of Gatlinburg, Tennessee, something that a lot of people have never even heard of. So with that being said, let's just jump right on in. To start, there is more history in the town of Gatlinburg, and I want to share all of it with you. But that's for the future. Today, we will focus on just a sliver of what the town has become. To begin, I will tell you about the first settlers. Now, it's really hard to tell who exactly was the first family to establish residency in the area. But most agree that the first settlers here were Martha Jane Husky Ogle and her family, which contained five sons, two daughters, her brother Peter, and his family. They settled in what is known as present-day Gatlinburg to honor her recently deceased husband, William Ogle. Now, if you're from this area, you will know that Ogle is a very famous surname in the Sevier County area. Now, William Ogle had selected a piece of property to build his family home on, and he planned to bring his family over to what he called the Land of Paradise, hidden in the mountains of East Tennessee. While preparing to bring his family over, he fell ill and died in 1803 of what most assumed to be malaria. His family finally made the trek to the area in 1806. Over a century later, in 1916, the logging industry was booming in this area of the Appalachian Mountains. Andy Huff was hoping to capitalize on this boom, and he built the Mountain View Hotel in Gatlinburg to house timber workers when he could no longer accommodate any more in his own home. After the completion of the hotel, Gatlinburg was unofficially incorporated. After the timber boom began to settle, Huff expanded the hotel to add food and lodging for tourists coming to vacation in the area. During the late 1800s to the mid-1900s, this area was known as the White Oak Flats. This was due largely because the area was rich in white oak trees. As the time went on, a man by the name of Radford C. Gatlin opened White Oak Flats' second general store, and he was a very prominent member of the community. The town was eventually named after him in 1945, even though he earlier had been banned from the town for his Democratic Party affiliation. Now, while I would love to continue to discuss more of the history of Gatlinburg in general and how it came to be, I'm going to save that for another episode. 
But it was important that we did discuss the Mountain View Hotel, because this is about to become more prominent as we continue to dig deeper into this story. Well, hey, are you enjoying today's episode? Be sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and turn on those notifications so you can be notified when we release new content. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook by searching Tennessee Roads Podcast or on Instagram at TN Roads Podcast so you can see what we're doing outside of the studio. And if you're really enjoying today's episode, don't forget to leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream If we fast forward to 1993, we would see that the Mountain View Hotel that Huff had built had expanded to three stories and had a hundred rooms. Sadly, the world had moved on, and the building was torn down. The land had been purchased by Reagan Resorts, and they would begin to stake their claim by hoping to compete with Dollywood by building a brand new theme park in Gatlinburg. Fun Mountain would open in 1993, and it would boast 21 attractions— from bumper boats and mini-golf to a -a tilt-a-whirl and an antique carousel. The park claimed to have exciting rides, colorful amusements, and entertaining shows. Most people would agree that the place would be a teenager's paradise. The park had the area's largest modern arcade, and its most popular attraction would be the breathtaking Ricky's Rocket, which would zoom guests hundreds of feet high. Now, this attraction may have seemed amazing then, But all it is is the same as the modern-day slingshot ride that you see lining the roadways of tourist destinations across the southeast. Now, most people said that it appeared that this place would become an overnight sensation. However, the park only lasted for about 10 years. At the end of the millennium, the world was entering into a new dawn. The time of technology was upon us. It was the year 2000. And this would be the year that fun died in the Smoky Mountains. It seemed that overnight the doors would just be closed, and newer buildings were built along the strip, and the old chairlift just seemed to disappear, lost in the overgrown trees of the abandoned property. Over time, the rides were auctioned off to collectors, and all that remained was the hidden chairlift and a few small buildings. So, what happened to Gatlinburg's new, fun, and popular spot? Well, many locals would say that the park put a bad taste in their mouth from the moment it started development. The Mountain View Hotel was such a historical building. Many claims that Huff's work was one of the driving factors for developing the modern Gatlinburg. And to see the beautiful three-story resort come down only to be replaced with the Bumpum Bumper Boats made the majority of the locals immediately turn their backs on the property. This meant that the park would rely solely on the income of tourists. Now, this leads to another reason why people think the park failed. The website for the park was archived, and you can still see it today. I'll link it below in the description box so you can check it out for yourself. Now, the website today will shock many people. Even if one looks past the fact that the website was built in the 90s, even for then, it is so basic. And it is filled with two or three periods to indicate a pause, and there's an exclamation point at the end of every single sentence. Like, we get it, you think your park is great, but can you please stop screaming at me through text? At the end of the day, 
clearly the money just wasn't there. Fun Mountain could have been something absolutely amazing. But it sounds to me like the park was mismanaged, had poor marketing, and no creative skills and leadership. Now, even my family, who have lived about an hour away from the park my entire life, most of them do not even recall the now-defunct park. And as we continue to move farther into the 21st century, the property has become popular with urban explorers. Many people have found the old base of the chairlift and wandered their way into the park. Now, I've not been able to confirm, but it is believed that the land that the park sits on was left virtually untouched when the historic wildfires ravaged Gatlinburg in November of 2016. Now, if you do find yourself lucky enough to stumble across that old parking lot, just remember that that is as far as you should go, as now no trespassing signs adorn the path into the park. So, there you have it. Now you know a little bit more about my people. Do you have family who vacationed in Gatlinburg in the 1990s? Ask your parents or grandparents if they know about Fun Mountain. Maybe they have their own stories that they can share with you. Well, this story was a short one. That's all for today, friends. I look forward to porch sitting with you again. But until then, I'll just be here with my people in my mountains. <laughs>